Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beeby-dow! Wow, 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 wow Wow, wow, wow Um, Also, did you hear um, Chris Pratt in the Mario commercial? Did we talk about this? I I don't think we've talked about it yet, but I really don't know how to feel about it. Because I I think he's doing an Italian accent, but I also think he's not. So I don't know. It was almost like he is only slightly doing an Italian accent, like a weird little mix of... Because you remember the, uh, the really old movie... Oh yeah, with, like the live action one. That, yeah, with whatever that guy's name is. Was it I Bob guess Hoskins? That, maybe. I can't remember. I For think John Lagazimo. Yeah, I saw someone like a post a video of him doing the same. Where where am I or whatever that Chris Pratt did. So like they took that line from that as like an old reference to that movie. But it just it I feel like it's gonna be. I don't know how to feel about it. I feel like it'll be fine, but it's not going to be my favorite. It looks really good, at least. Oh, yeah. It, it looks really nice. And, and like Jack Black is yeah. Bowser. When I heard Bowser's I voice, I was like, that doesn't good. sound like Jack Black at all. Yeah. So that's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'll keep my mind open. We'll see. Yeah. Um, definitely keep, keep our mind open about that. But what we should also keep our mind open is that we're here for another episode of American Brews and <laughs> Tunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Now, the last episode we did was a few weeks ago when we did uh, the Band-Aid Brigade album. Um, but now we're yes. back for another one-off. Um, another one-off episode, baby. It's episode 129, if that makes any difference. Um, Dang, almost at 130. I know, we're literally one away. Cruising along. Yeah, cruising for a bruising. Um, but this week we are reviewing the breakout album by the hardcore crossover band Turnstile, and the album is called yes. Glow On. Glow On, man. This uh, this album, you're not kidding. Whenever you say it's a breakout album, because like they've been a band for a while, but not yeah. in the mainstream at no. all. This uh, quite literally is their breakout. Um, yeah. But before we go in depth with that album, shall we touch upon the brew? Yeah, I think we should taste upon the brew real quick. Now, I don't know if we've had... I think you might have had a trim tab beer on the podcast before, or, or have we maybe not had any trim tab at all? Do you remember? You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, that's a, a pretty bold statement. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm going to concur. <laughs> yes. It's very possible that we have, uh, but I can't remember a time... That we have, so yeah, same, who knows? Same, um, but we both are are pretty fond of the brewery Trim Tab, and I believe they are from Birmingham, Alabama. Not, I don't actually, yes. I don't believe it. I know it because I'm looking at the can. <laughs> um, so they <laughs> yes. legitimately are from Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Birmingham. Um, very good brewery. Um, but I always, every time I hear the name Trim Tab, I think of Diet Pop. Okay, because because of, the, because of Tab. Yeah, Tab was a like a diet pop back in the seventies, and I think they brought it back, right? They it's, did, yeah, yeah. But also, um, it's, they still they still sell it. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. It's so, so Tab was like a diet. I think it was like the original diet pop. Yeah, or it was like soda for those of you who are weirdos. 
Um, you, I think the other one is like diet right or something like that. They're like the same thing, kind of. Something like that. It's like a zero calorie cola type drink. But uh, yeah, it's weird. So not only is is tab make me think of that, but also trim. Like you're trying to stay trim, you know? Oh, okay, I got you. So like I'm trim okay. with my tab, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not at all um, what trim tab is. They're just a fantastic yeah, is, craft this, brewery. There's a lot of calories in this. Uh, in yeah, this beer. yeah, there there is. Um, <laughs> now the beer we're having is called Helix Rising. It's a double IPA that clocks in at 8.5 ABV. Um, yes. I don't see an IBU level on it, but on the can it says notes of passion fruit, pineapple, apricot, berry, and scents of pine. Wow. Um, for those who are curious, it's made with Chinook, Simcoe, and Sequoia hops. Yes. Um, so. And looking at Untapped, I believe this might have only been brewed once before in 2020. Um, This is the 2022 version because it says the return of a fan and staff favorite with a revamped hop bill. And it it lists those hops that you just uh, um, ran off. So interesting that they must have like done it as like a maybe a one time beer and then everyone loved it so much. They're like, we got to bring it back eventually. Yeah, probably. Um, It is part of their Light Visions collection, which is a rotating series of IPAs that they are currently producing. Yeah. The the can's really cool. It's got like a, a bunch of pineapples. A bunch it kind of looks like pineapples on it. Yeah, but they're it's it's in like this weird shade that it almost like, like as soon as I looked at it, I thought maybe like they were doing some like reddish hue over top of hot flowers. But I'm like, nope, those oh, aren't okay. hops. They're pineapples. Yeah, I like the uh, the color palette that they chose in general for this one. I so. do. I do too. Looks nice. He looks rising. But let's, let's say we give it a crack. Why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we taste it though? Yes. As with, oh, yeah. um, I think, pretty much every other trim tab brew that I've ever seen, these are in cans. I don't think I've ever seen their stuff in bottles. Have you? Um, no. Yeah. Not that I can think of right now. And you they, s- you m- see beer more than I do, um, yes, I do. for your work. Do you, do you guys uh, distribute trim tab? Yes, we do. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. And Shout out trim tab. Trim, you guys rock. Trim tab. <laughs> well, already, I just really like this color. Um, but it almost looks, dare I say, hazy? Uh, I mean, I can't see through mine, so yeah, yeah it kind of looks hazy. Um, but I would, it, it's not advertised as like a New England or a hazy IPA. Ooh, man, it smells good, though. It does. What, what would you, how would you classify the smells? Hmm. I think I understand why they said that there's like a little bit of pineapple. Yeah, it's it's got a sweetness. Like it smells like sweet, but not like citrusy sweet. It's like a, uh, I guess, citrusy sweet, yeah. But it's not like an orange citrusy, yeah. I guess. It doesn't like... It has like that... It almost smells creamy. It doesn't anyway. punch me in the nose like a West Coast IPA might. Yeah. Um, but I still get that that hoppy aroma. But yeah, more more sweet and and uh, creamy. Smells good. Yeah. What's say, what we, say uh, we give it a try? I say that's an excellent idea. All right. As we always say in American Brews and Tunes, she... Down the helix rising and helix falling hatch. <laughs> Ooh. That's just got such a nice balance of sweetness and bitterness. Yeah, I'm going in for a second sip. <laughs> oh, wow. The aftertaste, too, is really Ooh. intense. That's really good. 
Yeah, um, it it does have. A, you're. I think you're right when you were mentioning the pineapple, but not orange, um, because yeah. sometimes with the New England style IPAs, it is a little bit more orange centered, kind of like if like. Um, for for a Nashville reference, the uh, bearded iris home style is definitely like yes. orange. Yes, premium. I agree. That's definitely way more orange. And this, uh, but this one has a more of a, a bitter aftertaste, whereas some of the New England IPAs have that sweet lingering aftertaste. Yes, and that is why I like this way better. Oh yeah, it's, than most uh, New England style IPAs. It leaves you and and I, I don't know if this is a New England. So, well, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it definitely looks like one it looks like one but it does not taste like oh, one and it, that's why i'm all about that it leaves you thinking whoa hops mm. <laughs> <laughs> whoa hops mm. it's gonna leave me with some pretty good hop burps here in a second yeah i'm pretty excited about the hop belches uh um, overall i think this is a fantastic beer agreed and i mean i'm not surprised i don't think i've had anything bad from trim tab oh same i i really haven't either um, um i'm gonna continue to see you had, more of their, their beers for sure have you had some of their uh, their sour beers they've been coming out with recently? Um, nothing recent, but I know I've had some of their other. I, I'm fairly certain I've tried some of their their uh, sour stuff before. Um, okay, one of them is a the one that's out right now in Kroger's is a Jolly Rancher, a watermelon Jolly Rancher sour, and it tastes like a Jolly Rancher. And it's really, really good. Well, I love Jolly Ranchers, so I I'd, I'd, uh, definitely would love to try that. And I normally don't like sour beers either, but what they've been coming out with is fantastic. So I I haven't checked in any of their sour beers, um, but I've had two IPAs from them, the uh, Citrus Singularity, the Observer, and I've had a stout from them called the Breakfast Hero, which I really liked. Oh, the Breakfast Hero. I've never heard of that one. Um, and I've given nothing less than a four rating. So I've, most of them were fours. I gave one a four, two, five. So that means I would seek out all of these beers again. Um, so Trim nice. Tab has a great track record um, from my book. Um, really fantastic brewery. Be awesome to maybe go check it out sometime. Um, they're not that far away. From us. Yeah, they're not that far away at all. Yeah, but Trim Tab, check them out if you ever see them. Um, really good stuff. Um, if the flavor changes to us as it warms up, we'll let you know. Otherwise, uh, do you want to move on to some turnstile? You know what? I'm okay with that. Let's move on to some turnstile, man. Okie dokie. Um, every time I search turnstile, uh, the Billy Joel album Turnstiles always pops up. <laughs> because I suppose he's uh, a little more famous, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, Turnstile is definitely making a name for themselves. They really are. Um, on that note, they it was just announced that they're going on a tour with Blink. I know. I'm going which is like, which is huge because yeah. like Blink is what I don't know. Especially with Tom DeLonge coming back, they're like one of the biggest bands. Yeah, they're at the moment. Definitely the biggest pop punk band of all time. That's for sure. Um, one of the. I mean, if you call them punk, it's kind of debatable. Uh, but they're yeah, true. Grammy nominated, so that's I mean they're huge, um, and so they're playing arena shows all over the country. And Turnstile will be opening, which will just increase their fan base, I'm sure. Which is it's so crazy. I mean, just think about how like recently they they released this album. It was just last year. Yeah, uh, which I think September of 2021, right around there. And yeah, the summer, and now they're fall. now they're going on a huge world tour, like stadium tour. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Let's do a little bit of backstory on Turnstile, though. Yeah, let's dig in. Um, 
our connection with Turnstile is the band Diamond Youth, um, but mm-hmm. it goes even deeper. Um, so there's one band that I would say is like the uh, the glue and like has the strings connecting all of these. There's a, a series of bands, um, and that one band is the Maryland-based hardcore act Trapped Under Ice. So they're like yes. the, the common denominator. Um, yeah, you were telling me a lot about how like there are multiple bands. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, different members and like people from Turnstile are in all these other bands together as well. Mm-hmm. So continue. Uh, so Trapped Under Ice released their first, like um, I think they released an EP originally in, in uh, 2007 or like a seven inch, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they were super active until 2011, uh, and then they took a break, and then eventually released another album in 2017, and then took a break again. So they were super active for all of about four to five years and then kind of not super duper active um okay two side projects formed in 2010 um and those two side projects were diamond youth and turnstile um diamond oh, okay so turnstile was at the same time as diamond youth yeah, both in 2010 okay. yeah so so diamond youth was active from 2010 to 2015 um and they had five releases um in the span that turnstile had two um like hardcore um seven inch eps so Hmm. diamond youth was way more active than turnstile Um, but they were also diamond youth is also just like releasing the majority of their releases were eps right yeah yeah so they had a a bunch of like stuff that was less than six songs um but in that time turnstile only released two of them so so diamond youth was was more active and touring more often um but there was a side project, another side project from Turn uh, Trapped Under Ice called Angel Dust, and they began in yes. 2013. Um, okay. And they released albums, like full-length albums, almost every two years beginning in 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that's, because uh, like that was a lot more, is that more than Trapped Under Ice and Diamond Youth released? Yeah. Well, at this in point. Terms of like, in terms of like content? At this point, I'd say Turnstile has the most content, but Angel Dust is probably a close second. Okay. Um, I wonder if that's due to like how a little bit less production and a little bit more simple. I think those um, Angel Dust albums are to a degree. They they've picked it up with their last two albums. Um, Okay. But Turnstile, like I said, they they didn't do too much in the span of of when Diamond Youth was active, but beginning in 2015 when Diamond Youth kind of um, I guess Went started their hiatus. hiatus. Um, Turnstile's first full-length album came out, so it was 2015, and then their follow-up um, sophomore album was in 2018, um, both to critical acclaim, and then, of course, Glow On came out in 2021. Um, but it is helpful yes. to know like how these bands kind of over- overlap, and I'm not going to go in-depth with every single member, um, but I will at least in regards of Turnstile, so we know like Yeah, where if we did that, we might be here the entire episode just talking about the backstory correct correct um so brandon yates he is the singer from turnstile he also plays guitar in angel dust and he drums in both diamond youth and trapped under ice okay Um, so he does everything essentially other than bass guitar i'm sure he can play the bass if if push come to shove i mean yeah if he was playing guitar drums and singing i'm sure he can play the bass he knows rhythm and he knows chord structure so that's there you go um (laughs) The next member is Daniel Fang. 
I'm assuming it's F-A-N-G, Fang. Fang, yeah, probably. Um, he drums in Turnstile and Angel Dust, and he played bass in Diamond Youth. Okay. Um, the next member is Pat McRory. Uh, he plays guitar in Stur- Turnstile and Angel Dust. Um, okay. And there are even more, like I said, there are even more overlapping members. Um, for for instance, uh, the guy named Justice Tripp, he sings in both Angel Dust and Trapped Under Ice. He has had guest appearances on um, like uh, a, several of the Turnstile stuff. He's done some co-writing with them. Um, hmm. But I won't go into, into, into any more depth because there's a lot of other people that uh, overlap. Um, okay. But it also makes sense to know what all these bands sound like sonically. Hmm. Because yeah, because they are they are fairly different. Yeah, and I think all of them. Uh, when, I, when I say fairly different, like very very different. <laughs> yes, uh, but it helps get an idea for like why Turnstile is unique. Because yeah, um, like Trapped Under Ice, like I said, that's the common denominator. Everyone started there. Um, they're more like a, a traditionally an aggressive New York hardcore sound. Um, very okay. energetic, very intense. Um, like you wouldn't expect a lot of people to like this if you put it on in a supermarket. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. I like that analogy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Angel Dust has hints at the hardcore, um, but they de- they added melody and they added like refrains. Like whereas Trapped Under Ice doesn't have the as much as like choruses, um, Angel Dust kind of does, and they often like center. Eventually, they they um, centered on an acoustic guitars. Um, it's more catchy yeah. and less aggressive. Yes, um, and then Diamond think, Youth is the most different. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. Diamond Youth has. The least amount of hardcore influence, but it's still there if All you look for it. All about the melody. Oh yeah, it's uh, like if, if I ever try to explain All this about band the to someone. Harmonies. Yeah, like I melody, say, melody, everything like that. Nirvana meets Beach Boys. That's what I think. Oh, okay, yeah, like that's a, pretty cool. Little grunge. I like that. A lot of melody and harmony and a bunch of reverb. Yes, a lot of reverb, a lot of three-part harmonies, a lot more. Uh, I guess like you know how like hardcore bands are normally not like super quote-unquote catchy mm-hmm. and like all of diamond youth is insanely catchy Absolutely. it's all about writing those hooks it's Absolutely. like hooky um and that, like the beach boys are oh yeah 100 percent with those yeah. shimmering three-part harmonies and it's just so catchy uh, but that all I think whenever we saw them whenever we saw them with the swellers they were like they're like surf rock and hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Like we, I, I was like genuinely surprised because I had no idea who they they were. And I was like, whoa, they're really good. Yeah. Unique. Um, but all three of those bands lead us to um, Turnstile. And most recently, their, their new album, I'd say, because that takes elements to some degree from all three of those bands and puts them into their own unique sound, I think. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, as I'm thinking back on like all the songs of the album, like they, it's not just hardcore. There's not just screaming. Like there is melody. There is a little bit of everything, honestly, in this album. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like a, a masterpiece in a way. I'd say so. They meld a lot of different genres, a lot of different decades, like the song, Fly Again is like a 90s rock anthem. Mm-hmm. And like the song Holiday is like a, I guess, more modern, like hardcore. Hardcore punk. Hardcore punk, yeah. 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 And then Underwater Boy is like indie. Yep. It's, in a way. So it's got. <laughs> so anyway, it's we'll, eclectic. We'll, we'll dive into all those. But yeah, like the whole album is just so interesting and so diverse and amazing. Uh, but long, long ago, 
I had my first introduction to Turnstile. Yeah. Um, I went to go see Newfound Glory in 2015, and Turnstile was opening. And I heard that they were like a New York style hardcore band because they're, they're from Maryland. They're not actually a New York hardcore band, but they like played that style Northeast of music. Northeast area. Yeah, so, Northeast area. Like, I, I know that style of music. I knew what to expect, uh, but it was a bunch of like pop punk kids. So they came up, and they as soon as they started, uh, it was a wild, wild pit. Um, yeah. And this was right after, I believe, their debut full-length album came out. Um, and I saw them. I was like, eh, they're, they're pretty good. Uh, they got the crowd going. Um, and then I really didn't pay any attention to them until the end of last year. Like, I didn't even know that Glow On came out. I had no idea that it was a, a popular album. But a lot of the sites that I look at, like punknews.org or some of the other ones, they always have their top albums of the year, like the end-of-year lists. Yeah, and Glow On was like number one for so many people. So I was like, "All right, there's got to oh be something." So like, I have to check it out yeah. then. So that that's why I started. Good listening thing you to did. It. Yeah. Good thing you did. And I think uh, multiple people at work told me about this album. And I, I know I know you ter- told me about this album as well. Yeah. That's uh, uh, so. That's usually how I find out about good. Like that's how I, I heard about Pears for the first time. Was it? Um, Green Star was on a bunch of people's uh, top ten lists. So I was like, I'll check that out. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Glow On um, definitely tones down like the aggressive sounds from their previous albums. If you've ever checked their, their other stuff up, and it ups the melodies. Yeah, um, it's like it's really aggressive, but in like a dancey way. Oh yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and w- we mentioned kind of that it was like their breakthrough album. Like it, it. I wouldn't say this is a mainstream album, but it's the most mainstream like hardcore or hardcore adjacent album that i've ever well, experienced all i know is that they played these songs at like sports games yeah at like hockey games which makes which sense is like but what doesn't make sense is they were on jimmy fallon seth myers and jimmy kimmel yeah and right. nardwar <laughs> which oh really nardwar did an interview with them yeah which That's is cool. awesome so like it's all these yeah. these wild things that you don't like i wouldn't expect like a hardcore right, like band this, to like this, be there this hardcore band that hasn't like had much commercial success all of a sudden just boom has this amazing album. Boom, it's boom, so boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah which is super awesome. Um, but this, oh, yeah, like that's that's amazing for all those members. It's oh, really, really good. For sure, for sure. Um I think Will Yip had produced their previous albums and he's he's done a lot of amazing albums in general like a lot of menzinger stuff and and check out his other things um but for this album they recruited the producer mike elizondo huh, um, okay. which the main name might not ring a bell i believe he was in la for a long time but he relocated to gallatin tennessee which is random yeah uh but real he, close to us yeah he's worked with groups um, like engineering and producing, like ranging from Dr. Dre, Eminem, and Carrie Underwood, all the way to Avenged Sevenfold, the Jonas Brothers, and Switchfoot. Wow. So he's worked with a lot of people and that are very successful. Very successful and across the board stylistically. So he's like, yeah, like wow, way, way out there. But uh, I think it panned out for everyone involved. Absolutely, it did. I mean, this album completely took me up, like by surprise. Same. Whenever I first listened to it. Same. Immediate. It was one of those albums that was an immediate hit for me. Like on the first listen, I was like, yep, this is great. I love this. Same here, because like like I said, I only knew their old stuff where it was mostly like aggressive, hardcore music. And so this album was like, whoa, (laughs) it's a little different here. 
So uh, why don't we go through and just like, you know, briefly talk about the tracks and talk about like which ones we like the most and okay. why and whatnot. I've got three recommendations that I'll I'll talk about briefly. Um, but let's let's start at the beginning with okay. the first track, which is called Mystery. Mystery, man. Good opening to the album. It kind of like introduces you well to how the rest of the album is going to sound. But aside from like the when when the full band kicks in, that opening with like that shimmering synthesizer sound, mm-hmm. like it almost sounds like something you'd hear on Reading Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> the Reading Rainbow. Like it's just like rain. It's rainbowy. I, like, I don't know how to describe that sound, but it uh, it's, it's not what you like expect. And then the guitar comes in. and falling arpeggios, just going up and down and up and down. But yeah, it kind of creates like this interesting feel for the beginning. And then to contrast that, they just come in with those heavier guitars. And then that halftime groove on the drums. And it's and then you're you're in the song fully at that point. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, Yeah. 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 Here we go. Um, And I will say about this song lyrically, it's a little hard to tell, but maybe it's like about existential commentary about how finite life is. I don't know. A lot of their songs um, really don't have that much lyrics at all, and they repeat a lot of phrases, and it's very open-ended. Yeah, because the band's more about like the feel of the music and the breakdowns that they have, and like honestly, like dancing around and just like yes, having a good time. Yeah, like so Um, there might be. I'm sure if you ask them, like they would probably would say something. Maybe to the to the matter of like, it's like yeah, it's just about how weird life is. Yeah. Like, but I don't think it'd probably it gets be a fairly simple answer like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the ending of this song has the exact same sound from the intro, but it's over top of the shepherd tone. And I think you and I had talked about this at poker night. Um, the shepherd tone. But I didn't say the shepherd tone then. I had to look it up. Uh, it's that weird odd like auditory illusion that sounds like the pitch is always rising oh right yeah, 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 um, yeah. it's a really cool thing if you if um dear listener if you've never heard of the shepherd tone um look, look it, up, it on, up on uh youtube or wherever and it's just it sounds like the pitch is consistently rising even though it isn't it just has these over like super super layered amount of like pitches at all kinds of different octaves and yeah and, it's all like the harmonics or whatever like that your yep. your brain is like hearing but they're not actually there yeah it's it's a wild sound but it, it kind of ends it with really that. is yeah and it leads into the second song which is called blackout and that's my first recommendation oh it's so good um i love i love this song maybe my favorite song on the track on i don't the album. think it's my favorite but well it's so hard to say if i have a favorite song on this album it's hard to because there are so many there are so many songs that whenever they come on i'm like oh yeah all right and then the next song comes on. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, I like this. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. This song is just like such a standout for me. I, but I, again, I love the whole album. Um, it's yeah. speed, speed it up from the last song. And that, like that opening guitar. But again, that leads the whole rhythm. But yeah, like again, a really catchy guitar riff that melds really well with the drums and everything else. Yeah. Like, everything is just so well written on this album. Super good. Um, and I think they had some on the last track, but on this one in particular, you can hear some of the additional um, percussive elements that might be electronic, might yes. might be added somewhere 
after the fact, but they're really kind of yeah, like and the drums really like cool. Da, 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 do do mm-hmm. do 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 do. Yeah, really cool little additions. And they do that um, sporadically throughout the album. Throughout the album, yeah. yeah. Like there's one uh, song where it almost feels like a salsa like dance. Yep. Or like they have like that Latin rhythm, which really cool. It's probably in the next song, to be honest. Track number three, which is called so? "Don't Play." Is it in that one? Yep. <laughs> um, well, like uh, "Don't Play" starts out with this like intro line. It's like a fast skate punk song. Like super yeah. fast and super awesome, then bam, they switch and like stop on a dime, and that Latino drum beat, do do do, capu capu capu, like that kind of thing yeah. comes in, and you're like, whoa! Uh, with the heavy guitars, it's just a, such a unique feel, and it's that threw me off yeah. the first time I heard this. I was like, what in the world? And like, this is what we mean when we say like this album is so diverse because they bring in so many different influences from different genres of music, and you'd expect that to be like feel really awkward or feel really bad uh-huh. or sound bad, but it doesn't like they, not at all. The way that they structure the songs is genius. It really I is. Think. Um, on this song though, on a, a, a different note, um, I always think that later on in the song, when the hardcore element kind of comes back and the Latino beat groove kind of goes away, I always yeah. think that he's like mad at some guy named Miguel. Cause he says, <laughs> don't play. Don't play Miguel. Um, oh, no, it's, it's definitely not, not the lyrics. Oh, else. I know it's not the lyrics, um, but I it's purposefully, don't play I, I purposefully, like, don't play I don't want to look up the lyrics because I just choose to believe that he's mad at, at Miguel for some reason. Well, sorry. To, okay. I, I won't ruin your party. I know you just said it something, but that. I didn't listen. I just looked at the lyrics. Yeah, well, I, I'm not going to, if I ever like listen to this back to cut the podcast, I'm going to like plug my ears and go la 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 over this part yeah no everybody everybody at home knows exactly what it is too now miguel that's what it is don't play miguel (laughs) that's what it is um but let's move on to track Uh, number four which is my next recommendation that song oh my gosh yeah same here underwater one of my favorite songs the album boy (laughs) boy b-o-i yeah um it's also worth noting that every single track is stylized in the uppercase Yes, um, is. which is kind of I, it's it's an aesthetic choice. Uh, this band is a hundred percent about aesthetics. Um, oh yeah, look up their music videos their, or their like T-shirts. It's really cool stuff. Have you seen their like Instagram like reels that are? Oh like, yeah, I guess little excerpts of their music videos. Oh yeah, I, they're I, all decked out in like weird like pastel like sweaters and like I love the style. It's like this really really strange style that I completely like and um, um it is worth noting that song, like diamond youth um like one of the things they mentioned was a lot of their members were art school kids so they did all their stuff uh, in-house okay. so i think that probably overlaps here uh, i would think so yeah just a guess i i really like their the style i really like it and like especially with this song underwater boy samesies i think like, this- i really like how it's a really nice kind of breather change from the the heavier stuff, and then it's just kind of a slower song. Oh yeah, and but real, real. Uh, it had, the song has a real vibe, as the yes. children say. Yeah, like in the the earlier verses and like like kind of come and go. They've got like this '90s alt grunge kind of vibe, but it has yeah, like, these. Ja, 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 ja. Oh, even before that it's like part, driving. Oh, before that, Bef- yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I suppose that is the more grungy part. But earlier on, it has those like super shimmery, chorus soaked guitars. Um, and it's yeah. real like beachy, but then they get to the bridge and it's like a, uh, almost like techno voice. 
Yeah, there's some kind of like there was he It's just like there's a what is that? There's some like, kind of vocal <laughs> shifting on that part. Yeah, yeah, like a weird vocal shift, but it fits so well. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is um, worth noting that Julian Baker has guest backup vocals on this song. Mm. Um, maybe she was the one singing that part, and they like pitch shifted her voice. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but if you ever hear the song and you listen to when they say underwater, you can hear her voice panned on one of the channels. Underwater. Yeah. yeah. But I had no and idea that song, Julian Baker was uh, I actually didn't know that either. It's, it's, listen back and you can hear her voice like plain as day. Uh, but this song just has like such a good like groove, like the melody is so catchy. This could and, be a radio yeah. hit. I wish I wish that the song was longer, honestly. But yeah. I wish they did one more iteration of the chorus. But unfortunately, they did not. It was a nice um, change of pace from the other songs. And I'd say back to the hardcore. But track number five takes it back. That song's called "It's a Holiday." Well, not no, the it's, it's a, a holiday, but it's called two, Holiday <laughs> Four. I was just talking about how they have the, the accented beats on two and four instead of one and three. Yeah, it's for this song wonky, but so cool. They first start off with like these weird like wood block like percussion at the beginning of the song. At, in the beginning, yeah. Um, and like when I listened to this album like the most, it was in my car, um, and so I I could hear those things and I I could tell something was going on in the background, but I didn't really pay that much attention. Um, when I got the vinyl though, and I was listening through my speakers, I would crank it, and you can like hear everything that the bass is playing in the background. Oh man, crank it, crank that intro, and you can like hear him playing do 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 do. Like it's this really really cool line, um, worth listening to. And then it leads into the yeah. that aggressive. Now it's a holiday. Two, four, two, four. It feels so weird to hear the accents on two and four instead of one and three, but. I feel like that's what gives this song its charm. But it fits so well. It's wonky, but it fits. Like it's it's really yeah. it's perfect. This is this is another thing that makes me feel like it's very dancey. Yes. Like this song is so dancey. Like it makes me want to dance all the time when I'm listening to it. Like if you ever watch a live video from their band, yes, it's a hardcore thing where they've got people stage diving and it's really kind of the pits are crazy. But if you watch their singer Brandon, he's just dancing on stage the whole time because it's yeah, it's like so just, dancey. He's vibing. Yeah. He's vibing, man. He wants to shake it up in the humanoid sense. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, which brings us to track number six, which is called Humanoid oh, the next track, slash yeah. Shake It Up. Slash Shake It Up. This is a weird one, man. Uh, it starts off, it's only a minute long, first of all, or like a minute ten. Uh-huh. Um, and it starts off really fast. Yep. And almost has like this call and response moment. I am. Um, and yeah. it's definitely two distinct parts, like that first part, and then there's the second part, um, which is the more like straightforward, like rock breakdown, like hardcore. But the the first part, dancey, yeah, real dancey, and the, like they have the the weird instruments going on in the background. I don't know if it's a keyboard. It's like yep, and then it goes into a hardcore breakdown for the last half, last portion. Shake it up. Yeah, it's it's a, a really good really good song. Yeah, love it. Um, moving on to track number seven, which is called "Endless." Um, I'll I'll just say that this Another is my honorable mention. Um, the intro's got this like super groove with like these heavy guitars um, over almost another like Latin or maybe a Caribbean beat. Um, but the verses are straightforward, um, super catchy. Yes. Yeah, and then intro, then it goes into the straight time yep. fast punk song. 
Um, but my favorite part in this song is the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a nice part. That gets stuck in I my like head. That part. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Super, super good. Um, this one gets stuck in my head. Um, but we switch gears big time on the next song. Track number eight is called Fly yes. Again. This is one of my recommendations. Okay. I like this song a lot. I, it's not on my recommendation list, but I wouldn't hold it against you. <laughs> it's uh, this is it starts off with like a, an arpeggiated p- piano line, and this is the one that I mentioned earlier of like, almost like a '90s rock ballad. Yeah, yeah. In a way, it's chuggy and like it has a heaviness, but it's like that slower mid tempo, and it's definitely vibey. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. The slower mid tempo is the biggest part. Because like nor- these other songs that have been pretty quick, but this one slows it down and has like a really chuggy song, really chuggy guitar line. And like a flowing melodic line that makes it sound very dramatic in a way. Whoa, will you ever get and that just high like it. again? It just sounds good. Um, I do think I really like when it, it gets into that more slightly aggressive section at the end when he says, "Still can feel the hole you left behind." Yeah. it's just right. Yeah, it's and got it all. The, then that's where like they bring the hardcore element into like a '90s rock anthem. One of the guitars get way heavier. And then, yeah, he like almost screams a little bit. Yep. And then the so, guitar solo is also really good. Oh, it's so good. It's it's weird guitar solo, but it's really cool. It's very it's like short but effective. Yeah. So this song kind of had had a nice job at at uh, breaking up like the hardcore sound. But the next song does that even more. Um, track number yes. nine, which is called "Alien Love Call," another one of the like indie vibe songs. Yes. Yes, um, it's the first of two songs on this album to fit or, um, um, to feature the feature British them. artist Blood Orange, and I've never heard of I've Blood Orange before. Same, neither have I. Um, but I looked on Wikipedia. I don't remember um, Blood Orange's actual name. You can look it up if you really want to. Um, but they said Blood, Blood Orange is is more in the listener. yes, dear listener. Look it up if you're so inclined. <laughs> um, but Blood Orange is more in the R and B kind of like singing. Um, so it's not like okay. definitely not involved with rock or, or anything. So it's, I suppose, different to, to have blood orange. I don't know. Yeah. Unique. Definitely. Definitely unique. But they, um, they slow it down. I wonder, song. I wonder if that was the producer's decision or if like the guys in turnstile were like, we got to work with this person. I'd have to say it's probably turnstiles choice. Um, okay. but don't quote me. I'm, it's just an assumption. This is also where the uh, title of the album comes in. Yeah. Oh, my glow is on. Um, I think also, um, not uh, yes, this is where the title comes from, but um, I think it has that same guitar tone from Underwater Boy, like that little uh, bit, yeah. shimmery, yep. chorusy guitar. Yes, yep. Um, and Blood Orange, I think, has that one singing part, but definitely is is on the spoken word part near the outro. Um, you can hear Not inside my heart. Yes, the da, 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 da. that British, da, 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 da. <laughs> the British accent. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, really interestingly, they they chose to end this song with that same shimmery um, synth sound that opens the mystery, the first song in the album. That yeah. and I don't really know why. Um, like mm. you'd think maybe they would close the entire album with that, um, but this isn't the last song. It's track number nine. Yeah. Which is odd. Um, I think there has to be a reason, but I couldn't tell you why. I just think it's interesting. Is this on the vinyl? Is this the first one on the 
B-side? Let me tell you. Nope. It is not. Okay. Um, the first song yeah, on the, the B-side is Weird. Fly Again. So that's it, kind of odd. Okay. Maybe it's just like a slight callback to that beginning part. Yeah. There, there's got to be a reason, but um, we don't currently know it. Or maybe maybe it's to do with uh, like mystery is a song about like what's going on. And then this is like alien love call. Like we can't be the only ones. Could be. So it all has to do with like or maybe life outside of the solar system or something like that. As as you pointed out, since maybe it it's where they got the name from the album, maybe they're like it's significant. So let's have a callback. I don't know. Just could be just speculation on our part. Definitely just speculation. Yeah. Um. But we get back to the hardcore again with track number ten, which is called Wild World, and all the like interesting auxiliary percussion as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. It's got thirty seconds of like a, a metronome type sound and light percussion, um, with some some gas going on at the at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. This song, this song's not my favorite on the album. Oh, I love this song. But I, I, ver- I very much like it. It's not my recommendations, I it's, it's but I love the, it. Uh, it's just the chorus that when they're just like, it's such a wild world, such a wild world. Such like, a it kind of reminded me too much of Holiday a little bit too much. I could see, so I think I that's see why that correlation. I didn't like it as much. I love it, though. Yeah. It's a banger, and it brings you back from the previous few songs, but it's so oh, good. Oh, definitely, 100%. Like, it brings you back into the hardcore, yeah. really intense Um yeah, like, comp- yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, so that was Wild World, but I think track number 11 is a wild card. Um, this song's called Dance, Dance Off. Off. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, like, I know we've talked about, like, some Latino groove beats and some weird stuff, but this has the oddest beat that is really hard for me to describe. Um, I, I don't know how to, de- you have to listen to it to, to get that feel. do 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 yeah, it's just like a lot of off time hits instead of on the beat. Like everything else has been pretty much on beat. It's a weird like vibe on the, yeah. on the down beats. I mean, and it's like the beginning guitar part is definitely more on the but uh, da da but like one two three four one ah, da 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 yep da 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 yep. So like a lot of it's on the off beat. So it just feels a little bit awkward. But I guess it's dancey. <laughs> It's a dance-off, man. Um, it's a dance-off. I like the guitar solo, and it's out there in left field. Um, and I'm oh, yeah, fairly certain he the uses wibble, a... Wibble, wibble, wibble. Yes, that has to be a whammy pedal, right? Maybe an octave whammy pedal combination? Well, well the whammy pedal, you can go, you can jump up an octave or, or even two octaves if you want to, depending on what it's set to. Right. I just wonder if he added the octave pedal in there to get like a layer, like sound. way higher, way higher up. Yeah, could be because uh, like he does go from like whoa, 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 whoa. Which like it's it's pretty it's pretty drastic. That's that's a trademark whammy like pedal sound. Like the only like the the biggest song is um, Bulls on. I think it's Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Um, and mm. do you know that one off off the top of your head? No, I don't. Um, you've definitely heard it before. Um, check it out after this, just to, to hear the guitar solo. But it's it's the okay. biggest use of a whammy. Like other than that, it's it's hard to find a use for a whammy pedal. It's it's a really specific sound. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on to um, track number twelve. That's a though. great, definitely a great song. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Um, n- track number twelve is called New Heart Design, and I think New this Heart song Design. is more dancey than the last song, which was called Dance Off. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um. 
And like it has like almost like a disco vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's got that same shimmery guitar tone, like like in um, Underwater Boy and Alien Love Call, but with a faster drum beat. Um, I think I think the reason it feels so dancey to me is whenever he comes in with the the melody when he's like, oh, and what I really want to say. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like everything is very fast still, but in mm-hmm. like a really shimmery, chorusy, reverb drenched way. Oh yeah. It's great. And it's another way that they can break up the uh the album from like all the hardcore tropes or whatever. Yeah. Um this song yeah. in particular kind of reminds me of like that dancey vibe from Paramore's last album, which is called After Laughter. I don't know if that if you've ever checked it out. Okay. I have not. No, I have not. But there is a nice new connection between Turnstile and Paramore because they just released this song like two, maybe two or three weeks ago. And Brandon Yates directed the music video. Oh, really? Super random. Um, but, nice. But yeah, so that's branching out even more, I guess. This song is a... I just want to say one more thing about this song. Oh, and sure, sure. On. I just, I really like the way he delivers the lyrics and the melody in this song. Like he's got a nice mixture of like high notes, but he's not screaming and then screaming high notes. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, like they do such a good job with the melody on this album. And this is a perfect example of, of when the melody's on point. And, um, album like wide, like throughout the album, I think his screams aren't like super off putting to the point where, um, a listener who doesn't necessarily delve into this style of music would be necessarily turned off. Right, it's not it's not a hardcore album. Yeah, they're, but like their he previous still albums, works in enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. He still works in enough to make it to satisfy feel, the hardcore people. It's almost like just just to like pepper him in there a little bit, not make them the the focal point of any of the songs. If you check out their previous releases, it's much more screamy. They're ornamentations, oh yeah, rather than center points. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to track number. Th- uh, TLC, a little TLC, a little TLC. This is my third recommendation. I love this song. Um, and TLC does not stand for Tender Love and Care. It stands for Turnstile Love Connection. Yeah. Which <laughs> is goofy. It also doesn't stand for the TV channel. Nope. I, which I don't know what that means, what, what the abbreviation is, or the, um, what is, what is it for that TV station? I have, honestly, I have no idea. But they they have a bunch of like weird the love channel soap operas on there. <laughs> I don't, the love channel maybe, maybe yeah. I have no idea. Um, yeah, but this is probably the fastest song on the album. I'd say, mm-hmm. like punk wise, it's more on like the hardcore punk spectrum um, as opposed to just like the hardcore sound. Boom boom boom. Yes, and he has that boom boom boom. A little TLC. Uh, but the, a little TLC. It's got that super fast like punky vibe at the beginning, and then they go into halftime in the yeah. second half where it's a little bit more like hardcore and he's like i want to thank you for letting me, for letting be, me myself. be myself i love that part yeah yeah and like what a great sentiment too like hey let's just all be ourselves and have a good time yeah and it kind of like ends with like that it kind of goes into that weird like synthy like it almost sounds like elevator music like muzak with that jazzy kind of thing and with the yeah yeah the vocals over top weird weird ending but really really great song just a fantastic song yeah um, i love it which Goes into the next song, track number 14, which is called No Surprise. And I'd say this is more of an interlude than anything else. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's only 45 seconds long. Just a vocal over top of a synthy line. Um, and the the bass player, Franz Lyons, is the one who sings it. Another nice change yeah. of pace, um, but it's, it's yeah. interesting. 
I really wish this song was longer because I really like the intro that they wrote for whatever this song could have been. Yeah, I, I think they could have explored some fun stuff with it, but they just... I guess this is the intro to Lonely Desires, the last track. Yeah, yeah track number 15, Lonely Desires with a, a, a Z, or as our z. northern Desires. friends would say, Zed. Zed. Desires. <laughs> Is Zed a northern thing or a uh, well, our northern or friends an Canada thing? It's Canada. Oh, it's a Canadian thing. Oh yeah, a. Okay, remember I didn't know that it was a Canadian thing. A to Z. <laughs> a to Z. I thought it was an um, English thing. I think it like is England. also, but you got to remember how much English influence is, is uh, over Canada. They've got that's true. They've got that's Parliament. Um, their currency, I think, has the Queen, right? Uh, some royalty. Some on of it, yeah. yeah, but. But aside from that, um, this track, anyway. Lonely Dezed Ayers, um, <laughs> is the other song that features Blood Orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good driving rock it, song. Um, mm-hmm. And the vocals are probably like the most reverb drenched vocals on the album. Um, it's like super like beachy and dreamy vocals. Um, yeah. It almost is like... Is like uh, Oh my gosh, I can't remember their name right now. The other band <laughs> that they were in. Why can't I think of it? Are you thinking of Diamond I'm Youth? thinking of Diamond Youth, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's What all. the heck? I, I, just, I just had a brain fart there for a second. That's all right, it happens. But kind but of like, in that style. It does. Like the, the, uh, the melody blends so well with like kind of like the faster driving rock beat. Mm-hmm. And then with like a really floaty, almost like... Yeah, like reverb, reverb drenched, like you said, floaty melody. Yeah, yeah. Like it just sounds so good to me. Like this whole album just does. But this song. It's amazing. It's like the ending to it is kind of odd because it fades away and then mm-hmm. it comes back. Then it comes back again. And yeah. then fades away again. Yeah. I'm, and I, I don't really know why, but maybe that's like a dreamy soundscape. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it's definitely dreamy. Yeah. It's very dreamy, but I like I the first time I listened to it, I was like, "Oh, they're bringing it back for something important," and then it it faded away again. It's like, oh, oh like, no, it just oh. fades away again. Oh, okay, so, cool. Who knows? But overall, great album. Yeah, either way, it's just a it's a banger. Yes, it's a banger of an album. Um, there are uh, some songs yeah. in particular that I wouldn't seek out individually, but mm. having said that, everything fits absolutely perfectly on the album. Like this this album is sequenced masterfully yes it really is um and it results in no skippers um it's like absolutely no skippers you can it's not a concept album you can go and listen to like individual tracks and be blown away but i think this album like is so good front to back like just it's so good it's no 100 i i agree with you 100 yeah like I have no trouble listening to this album multiple times in a row. Yeah, and I think because it because it, it's it, so good. For 15 tracks, it clocks in at maybe I think 35 or 36 minutes. Um, it's uh, it's not a, a demanding listen. You don't have to 35 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it it doesn't feel like 35 minutes. It actually feels I don't know. Like it feels like the I don't the, know. The, like it, I mean, it feels like 30 minutes to me, yeah. but. The uh, the diversity and the continuity like ratio is amazing. Like this song is extremely diverse, but it doesn't feel like there are any weird spots like in the track listing. Like it is all contiguous and it all makes sense. Agreed. Agreed. So, like, that's um, impressive al- on its own. 
So, dear listener, this is definitely worth a listen or a few 100%. dozen listens. Um, definitely. If you have not checked it out, please do. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, the cover is really cool, too. I don't think we touched upon it, but it's just these like pink, sure we didn't. pink and white clouds, clouds, like a nice sky view. But it's, White clouds with a pink sky behind them. Uh, Becca has a... The album uh, is called Glow On. If you it's called Glow On, uh, but Becca has this sweater that is literally this exact design that she had. The same color. It was in no relation, but I saw. I was like, "Oh, the Turnstile sweater," <laughs> but, but it. <laughs> I mean, it literally isn't, but it looks just like the album cover. I, I, That's awesome. I kind of want to steal it. <laughs> you should be like, "I'm sorry, Becca. I'm taking this for now." Maybe I will. Um, but, but great uh, album. Any any more notes on the on the album before we? Finish off these beers. No, um, let's let's move on to the beer. Do you taste any different notes now that it's kind of warmed up and we've settled in with it? Um, I think all the notes have just gotten a little bit more mellow and like less sharp I, I, on the palate. I think the sweetness and died I, down a little bit. Yeah, like there's it's still a really good beer. Yes, and honestly, like it feels. I don't know. Yeah, just it actually does like feel warmer. Like I know that sounds weird, but like the. Because the beer actually is warmer, uh-huh. but like the flavors are a little bit more muted, the, a little bit less the, aggressive. The booze content comes through a little of, more, I think. A little bit more for you? Yes. I mean, it doesn't taste like I'm drinking like, um, like a, an order of scotch or something. Like I don't have that alcohol burn. Um, but it is a bit warm. But I can tell like it's, can it's, it's a little higher less. gravity than like a, a standard IPA. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that came with the. Um, warmer temperatures but either way um looking forward to next week we're going to go back to our traditional episodes um which are where i recommend an album for jesse and he does the same for me uh-huh uh-huh um, and i think we maybe touched on one of these albums i i can't remember for sure um but i'm going to I recommend did, yes for you uh an album related to turnstile this is angel dust's um second most recent album called pretty buff Pretty buff. Or was it pretty rough? Nice. I can't remember. I think it's pretty buff. I, th- I think so, too. Pretty buff. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Are you still on the baths? Yes, I will be. Rev- uh, remind me the, the title of the album. It's Future Me Hates Me. Yes, by The Beths. Beths. The Beths. A uh, New Zealand based. Yes, New Zealand. Punk indie type band yes they're fantastic so we will be doing those for the next two episodes um which would be kind of fun to, to get back to stuff that we are is, is at least new for us individually yeah, definitely yeah i mean i always prefer doing one-off episodes because we both love the album so much well yeah yeah but i also there's, there's a little bit less risk i like the traditional but, ones because uh, it's it forces you to listen yeah. to something you haven't heard before Absolutely, yeah. There's merit in Which both. Is, that's one of the main purposes of this podcast, is to expand our musical horizons. Yeah, absolutely. So. so after those two episodes, we'll come back with another one-off, and then we'll do whatever the heck we want after that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> whatever we want. Yeah. Um, let's say we uh, right. finish this brew and sign off. Sounds good. As Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go check out Turnstile. They're amazing. Yes, and... Also, check them out on the next tour they're at with Blink, because if you don't like Turnstile, you definitely like Blink, so you'll (laughs) learn to like Turnstile from that tour. (laughs) Win-win. All right. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. As we always say on American Brews and (laughs) Tunes.
A little bit off there at the end. That's okay. We'll glow on with this uh, hatch (laughs) that we go down. With his beer. (laughs) Helix Rising, everybody. Mm. What a beer. Fantastic. Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And check out Tree Shelf's amazing album, Layers. (laughs) Woo! Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity beep